0: Welcome back to The World According to Jcaps. I'm Jcaps, and here we are. We're doing another episode of the podcast. And hopefully you listeners out there are comforted by this mellow jazz music in the background, knowing that that signifies the beginning of another episode. And we're going to travel down the road for about an hour, figure out what happens, figure out what I'm going to say next. Maybe um, I'll talk about something that's uh, meaningful and revealing to me. Or maybe I will just uh, find something to endlessly make um, say stupid shit about uh, and uh, hide my feelings. uh, Or try to divert what I'm feeling into some uh, uh, mean-sounding thing that I would say passionately about something that I don't care about. Anyway, let's get to the show. So, we just had a huge-ass blizzard in uh here in new york and um it was it was cool. I liked the fact that it was a blizzard, and it like shut the world down for a little while. I decided not to stay in my little garage apartment. I decided to retreat to my parents' house um, where I could just completely disappear for a few days. I just did not talk to anybody. I uh sat in my parents' basement, and read uh, books on my Kindle, and then I drew on, on my computer. I drew in my, in, my, uh, in my Wacom tablet computer thing. And uh, then, the, then I helped sh- help my parents uh, shovel, which was, you know, helpful. Felt like I was doing a good deed. And also it was nice. It was nice to help. I don't know. It was, um, I don't have a, when I was younger, Like when I was in my teens and 20s, I had a contentious relationship with especially my dad. But now I don't. Now I'm grateful that I uh, can go and see my family. Um, That's just how things change over time. When you're younger, maybe you have different ways of viewing the world. But I don't know. Every experience is not concretized, I think. I think that as you get older... uh, Everything must change. So, just like that song, "Everything Must Change" by Quincy Jones, or George Benson, who redid it. I think I don't know the the one I'm thinking of. I believe is on the album "Body Heat" from 1974. Everything must change. Nothing stays the same. Um, I forget the next lyrics, but like it's um, everything must change. Nothing stays the same. The young become the old, and mysteries unfold. I don't know the rest of the song, guys. those are the only four lines of the song, and I think they're out of order, but uh it's a great song. It's one of those great songs that you um that make a mark on you before you even know that they're that it's a good song, and then years later in in You you're like oh wow that's a that's a profound song now I'm old enough to really appreciate the lyrics to it, Um, and let's be honest why do I even know that song from 1974, and I'm and I and I mention it while I spent um, while I spent the blizzard uh, hiding out at my parents' house is that actually um, it was a song that my dad was into uh, when I was younger and then I adopted I adopted it. And it was, I guess, sort of like a, a a tradition. It's like, it's like tradition. Another song, tradition from the play *Fiddler on the Roof*, uh, which contains um, uh, what do you call a musical version of Shalom Aleichem's stories about the um, about Tevye and the characters that he made in one of his uh, one of his com- comic stories from. From uh, I guess like I'm not sure when Shalom Aleichem the guy was writing those stories. He was like a, you know, he was sort of like um a comed- a comedy writer, <laughs> a comedy writer from the old, from the old Ukraine, um, writing uh, little stories like that would you know in the tradition I guess the in the tradition of of Jewish comedy, and uh you know now it's a musical that that's for everybody, and if you guys know it. Uh, and and also just to uh connect to everything here uh you know my part, half of my background is uh Ukrainian Jewish so you know special spot in my heart for uh for fiddler on the roof i can think back and feel connected to tevia and Model the tailor and um and uh who else and uh not so much perchik perchik i don't really perchick with his with his communist woke beliefs got everybody in trouble he goes he went and tried to join up with the with the communists but it turned out that they were just going to come and fucking kill everybody in the town anyway and it was a it was a big mistake you know that's the thing you know when you um when you want to go join a club you go join a club and they won't have you why Cause a lot of times they don't like who you are. Not just not if you're Jewish. Doesn't have to be that. They'll they'll not like you for some reason. Most clubs won't like you for some reason. And if they and if they do like you, well then maybe you fit in. But I'd think likely you're hiding some true aspect of yourself to fit in. And once it's found out, you are going to be um run out of that group. Because individuality, in general, is um, persecuted. Until, it's only per, it's only not persecuted when other people um, can use it in some way. I don't know, now I'm getting super paranoid and, and insane. Uh, you'll see, if you listen to this podcast long enough, you'll see when, um, like, which uh, which phantom in my brain takes over. The negative phantom... Um, has been very, very profoundly active, and um, g- g- making me super hopeless. But I-, I really try to fight against that, like every single day, to not totally uh, be destroyed by the the negative the negative voices inside my head that want to ground down every little win that I have ever had in my life and make me believe that i am worthless and that nothing good will ever come um i don't know do you ever have that do you ever have that feeling of of uh, no matter what you do nothing good will ever come and and you are completely defeated against the against the onslaught of your own thoughts and the 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 desert of the world that doesn't really o- doesn't really offer you enough do you ever have that well if you do um i don't know what to tell you it's tough it's a tough life out there and you just have to continue to uh believe you have to continue to to, to i don't know i think you sometimes it's a fight i think sometimes it's a fight to 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 press on like i said in episode two uh when i was talking about uh calvin coolidge who I'm sure if he still does have a, a statue up somewhere, someone is going to uh, melt it down into um, into whatever, you know, whatever metal that was made to make it. I don't know why, but, I mean, most likely, probably, you know. Um, until we can erase all of history and start anew, and start a new timeline that will start with year zero, um, you know. It's like, just because... Uh, just because, um, all totalitarian governments, um, have that concept of erasing out history and starting again, um, doesn't mean they're wrong. I mean, a broken clock is right twice a day. So, you know, eventually everything that was, everything that was known before will be erased and, uh, nothing you can do about it because if you disagree, uh, then you're probably part of the old guard and, um, Everything must change. Nothing stays the same. The young become the old, and mysteries do unfold. And that's the way of time. Anyways, what am I known for? Everybody, let's think about what I'm known for. And maybe we can, with this episode, come into, I don't know, some type of nostalgia that that will make us all feel good, make us think of times when things were easier. I'm thinking of... Maybe I'll maybe I'll grade some animals in this episode. This might be a fun a fun thing to do. I haven't done that in a little bit. So, animals, right? Animals um animals populate the planet Earth. And the reason they do that is because unlike many planets out in in the in the solar system, which is the solar system is either a great expanse of little tiny galaxies, or the solar system is atoms, as we understand atoms to be like little tiny nucleuses with like things flying around them in circles, it's going too fast for us to even understand it. But maybe because of uh Einstein's theory of relativity, that the um that the solar systems are actually like atoms too, but because we're so small it seems like it's going slow so for instance um the you know for instance like maybe all the planets are like electrons or something like that and for this one tiny little moment of time which we perceive as millions and millions billions of years um we perceive it as billions of years but maybe it's not even a nano fraction of a second in the in the in the, the perpetual spinning of of uh of electrons around a nucleus and maybe the um this this effect that's happening to this one particular um electron like the like the fact that stuff is growing on it is actually just something that shimmers through the entire entire uh galaxy or if you want to think about it like in the atoms like there's a little tiny wave of of life of undis um like like almost like um like a like a little like somebody's dialing through the photoshop filters and in that little second as they move from normal to um what is it like uh, screen to lighten to darken to overlay to soft light to hard mix to difference as they scroll through that like all the life that has ever been known on the planet earth uh, it, you know in that little second as the as the filters dial through that's like not only our lives but all the lives of everything we ever knew and all the animals and Anyway, on this planet, we have animals. And um, one of the animals that we have um, we have in our, uh, like, we can claim them as, as we are part of their team is the mammals team. Mammals are animals that humans are part of. Humans actually can claim that they're mammals. And what are mammals? Mammals are, if you have mammary glands, which are 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 known bo- as boobs boobs that's mammals thing so if you have ever like if you're a woman and you have boobs or if you're a man and you don't have or if you're a man and you have boobs or if you're a man and you like it when you were like nine years old you you were like oh my god i the just the thought of boobs uh like you know derails my life you know because that's that's some you know some for some people that's like that that's like an uncontrollable um it's like you know if you want if if like you're driving in a car and then like accidentally like some a woman like on the street like her like her boobs come out like you might crash your car but anyway okay so if if you do appreciate boobs you should really go and thank a mammal you should go to like um i don't know like a a, a rhino or you should go to like a cat or an elephant and you should thank them. And you should thank them for, for that because mammals were the ones who came up with that. It was really probably a capybara-sized rat rodent that was around in the dinosaur at times. And they were like, you know what? We're not going to be able to compete with these goddamn giant dinosaurs. Like, what should we do? And then well, I guess probably the girl rat. rat. Capybara was like, "Why don't we just?" And then she probably just like actually She probably had the boob first, and then she was like, "What about this?" And then the probably the guy rat was like, "Yeah, who cares a shit about these dinosaurs?" And then the rat got a little rat hard on, and probably they ch- probably he uh, chased the girl rat, and they chased each other all through the all through the canopy in the jungle. This is what I'm thinking of. It's probably the Adam and Eve story of of uh, mammals the apple being the 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 rat the apple boob, right? I don't know if I think apples more often are uh associated with, with asses, but in this case, um yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like it's not it's 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 mam- mammals, mammary glands, not ass, not assery glands. Not but we're not called the 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 or or the assholes were called the mammals, right? Because ultimately, boobs won in versus asses, asses and and maybe to a, a lesser extent, uh, pussies, right? That those would be the three. But it's weird that mammals mammary glands, because I guess because of the fact that they feed their young. That's what I'm guessing. Probably primarily, um, the. Secondary sexual characteristics of mammals having breasts having lactating breasts um was at first probably for a long time not uh, an it was not a situation where they they were getting um it was not for like uh like just excitement purposes it probably for for raising young purposes but then again um i'm gonna have to assume that the whole a big part of that would be the allure aspect um, i don't know, but anyway uh, so mammals, so we were going to talk about mammals and what le- what type of what animals are we talking about when we talk about mammals um, well here's the thing if we thought if we think about mammals um, there's like there's ardvarks that's like one of the big type of animals or mammals right and like I've said on grading animals is also Ardwolves. wolves because Ardwolves wolves, we're just going to start with the A's Ard aardvarks, wolves. Um, I don't know if anyone here has ever listened to or watched my show grading animals on Instagram, but the, um, the Ardwolves wolves and aardvarks and, uh, what the hell is the other guy's name? Um, Anteaters, and then also, what's that, the Pangolin? Those guys are known as the, um, what do you call them? I forget what their names are. I made up a name for those guys, but, oh, Jesus Christ. I, I almost forgot. I forgot what their name was. I did have a name for, for those characters, but I, I can't remember them, so let's just say. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna give myself a couple wrong buzzers here, and I apologize. I um, I don't know. I don't remember what I called them. It's a shame. It's a shame that like I'm so far away from from those episodes that I don't remember what the There were. They were some type of pals. Those four animals were pals. Shit, dude. Eighteen minutes into this episode, I feel like I just lost my train of thought for a second i was like maybe it was a it was a maybe i shouldn't have tried to go back and and grade animals i'm out of practice maybe um maybe nobody gives a shit about animals really what was i trying to say i took a long time going through what i took a long time talking about boobs i guess that's what i was i was thinking about um all right well that's I guess I'll fucking commit to this idea and go go through with the rest of it. Okay, cool. Uh, so anyway, um, but there's a lot of animals that start with A, and um, aardvarks and aardwolves, like, I don't even remember. I definitely had them in my episode, but, like, they're ant-eating animals. So um, I think that I, I named them something with pals. Like, it was a cute little graphic I made. I can't remember what it is. I'm going to take the hit on that one. I'm sorry. I don't remember what it is, uh, but moving on, uh, Abyssinian cats, how about that, Abyssinian cats, that starts with A, and it's an animal, and, um, cats are actually the, the meanest, they're, they're the, probably the most evil animal on Earth, cats, um, enemies, of course, of dogs, who are the friendliest animals on Earth, and, um, a lot of people say, "Are you a cat person or are you a dog person?" um I was a cat person when I was younger, and then my family got a dog, and then I was a dog person and like i said i um I went to the i went to my parents' house uh, at this um at the the what do you call it? the blizzard and I got to see uh the dog that that i I had when i was uh when I was a kid still alive. Well, because they got it after the first dog died. But the first cat we had died also. Pets die. You know, this is a thing. So the cat that uh, the dog that we we had for the last 12 years is still alive. And it was actually good to see that dog. And actually, while I was over there, that dog um, was so happy to see me and happy to see me uh, in the house because Uh, I, when I, when I lived at my parents' house, that dog was also still alive. And, um, I would, uh, I would do like all types of clicker training and we had a lot, we had a really, I would say that the dog and I had a really good friendship. You know, you can have a friendship with a dog. There's a real understanding between a dog and a, a man. They say that dogs are man's best friend, um, It's because humans are so duplicitous and untrustworthy, and it is a true miracle to find an actual friend in the world. Uh, When you do find a friend, a real friend that you can count on and that can become part of your life, that is something profoundly rare. Um, On the other hand, a dog can become your friend instantly, and it is because a dog has a very small um, frontal lobes. When you look at a dog's skull, the front part of the brain, it's flat. The dog's skull comes out flat th- straight through to its snout. It does not have a, uh, it does not have a gigantic brain case. The, di- the gigantic brain case in man that ha- w- evolutionary develop- evolutionarily developed is made for being uh, duplicitous. It's made for doing all types of tricks upon people. And for uh, scams. And that's why um, dogs are man's best friend. But man, uh, man's inhumanity to man, that is the theme. That's the theme that runs through all stories. Some stories, some stories, man's man's inhumanity to man. Also, man versus nature. So that's animals versus humans. Who's going to win? And then man versus self. So you have you have the whole, uh, all the experience of life, right? Right in that, uh, that little, those three little, uh, themes. I think that that's those are the three themes that the ancient Greeks figured out were what most stories were about. I mean, don't quote me on this shit. I'm really just trying to make shit up for a full hour to see if, uh, to see if, uh, this is going to be some way to creatively sustain myself as I fall like the falling man out of the New York, uh, out of the World Trade Center as he plummeted to his death because he could not, um, figure out a way of getting out of the building that was crumbling. Um, I, that's dramatic, but sometimes, you know, sometimes it does feel that way. Um, but that's over, that's an overstepping. But then again, so is an overstepping to, um, make everything so uh, serious all the time. Like, I think that we live in a time where everything is so unnecessarily serious. Like, why? Why, when there's, like, literally a zillion different channels for you to watch, and there's, like, an endless amount of internet websites to go to, and then on any app, like uh, Instagram or TikTok or... uh, just pick an app or one of the like the, like those also ran apps, like Razzle or like whatever. There's this is you go on any of those apps, and there's a, a trillion th- opportunities to to give your attention to anything else. And in this, uh, over uh, and then the TV channels, Netflix, Hulu, uh, Crackle, any type of TV channel, like there's so many places for someone to divert their attention that we should live in a time where. Um censorship and scrutiny is even an issue it's a it seems um it seems like uh, backwards It seems like when there was one channel on television two, two three channels, then you should police those channels like they used to do in the fifties, you know policing them day and night to see who's a communist but um in this day and age, I feel like uh it seems ridiculous it seems ridiculous to to be so uptight especially when you know half um when uh socially uh everyone is is really given a, an opportunity to express themselves however they want but you know maybe that's uh a short-sighted maybe that's short-sighted of me because the truth is nobody is nobody's paying attention nobody's really censoring anybody in fact the only people who are getting censored are those who have more than other people and the people who have less want to figure out a way in a natural selection type of competition for resources that they can take them out. So for me to complain about something that doesn't really affect me, when, the, when truly the world um, largely ignores me and it's just a, a delusion to even think that things are... again i'm really sorry about that i'm really really sorry about that i cannot help it you see this is what i was talking about i cannot help taking my own i I cannot help being seduced by my own mind to to go down a negative path and um self-destruct oh man what should we do what should i do um All right, I'm just gonna go to the water and meditate a little bit. Breathe in, breathe out. Just forget about all the expectations, all the things that are just almost like what I tried to do this weekend, where I tried to get away from it all, going to my parents' house, reverting back to the womb trying to get back in touch with the peace that, that you imagine that you had as a child, because when you think back to your childhood, you can't really remember it. So you just imagine it with these sort of, hopefully, rose-colored glasses, and you think, you know what, life got so complicated, and then like look at this old box of stuffed animals and toys and stuff, and uh, just a simpler time when, like, you didn't have any responsibilities and, like, you know, you could just go and ride your bike or um, play a video game. Before, it was, like, a video game that had a zillion different save points. It was just, like, a Tetris or some simple-ass thing. Or even read a kid's book that was, like, 24 pages long, half of them illustrated with, like, two lines of text on it. Oh, man, if you could only go back... If you could only go back to when... Everything was just a possibility. You didn't even know what you were going to be. You know, you didn't even have the skills that, you know, you'd have to take and try to use to try to eke out a living. You just were like a hopeful. You just were a big question mark. Walking around like, I want to be something. I want to do something. And you breathe, and you go back to that point. And you think, all right. You know, I'm still, I'm still that person. You know, I mean, I still don't know anything. I'm still completely skillless. Uh, I'm still young. I don't the the years of age and um, like degradation and uh, decay. That they're just part of the shell. My soul is still alive. I'm still when I wake up in the morning. I don't know that I'm old. When I'm dreaming, I don't know that I'm old. I'm still young. I'm still alive. There's still possibility. There's still hope. Uh. So Abyssinian cats like C minus. I'm s I am do I'm I'm a dog person. Definitely a dog person. So I'm gonna have to say, like, a lot of these dogs, there's a lot of different dogs. Afrin pincer, Afghan hound um, African wild dog, o- ID, all these are dogs. Um, Airedale Terrier, Air Doodles, Ainus, Akbash, Akitas, Akita Shepherds, Alibi. These are all different types of dogs. Alaskan Husky. I'm reading a, a list of dogs that are all in the section of A's. Are these all different animals? Is an Ainu different than an Airedale tel- Terrier? An Airedale, an Airedale Terrier, um, a very cute dog. Have you ever seen an Airedale Terrier? Um, they have uh, they have a big furry uh, snout, almost like a poodle's, but um, they they have a they their their snout grows out like a a kind of big um a big cylinder. It it grows out uh, in a, if you were to draw. A sn- an airedale an Airedale terrier, I would tell you as an art teacher as I am, I would tell you start just draw a cylinder just draw like a one by two cylinder one uh being the the width and two being the length the length if you draw a cylinder and then on one of the cylinders corn on one of the edges, just like take a little piece of that cylinder and decide where the nose is, and then like you could, um, from that nose, just, like, you know, split it and then put, like, a tongue hanging out the front of it. And then on the, like, I guess, like, three-quarters back from the the cylinder, like, on the same side of the nose, um, just put two circles of eyes and then, like, add 2 uh, flop flopped-down ears on the edge. I would say that without even looking at it, you probably have dr- drawn a very convincing... Airedale Terrier, and if you did draw that, if you did, then I want you to take a picture of it and send it to DM me or put it in your stories of at grading animals, and I'd like to see your drawing of the Airedale the Airedale Terrier, and just like I will say to the Airedale Airedale Terrier itself, I will grade those drawings. An A plus, because I'm sure you did it perfectly, and I can't imagine that those drawings are anything less than a hundred percent accurate. So, but all these different A dogs, right? All these dogs named different things. They're all um like a Akbosh. It looks like a it looks like a um it looks like a pit bull kind of. It's like muscly, but then an Akita, it looks like a little fox. Right, uh, and then like an Alaskan Husky kind of looks like a wolf, right? But apparently, if you if you look at the genes of all these dogs, they're just the same thing, like um, uh, like Canis domesticus, I think, right? Is that what a dog is? Canis being like the wolf root, and then uh, domesticus means like it's not a wolf anymore; it's domestic. Canis lupus uh is a wolf i think um right and then um and then i think yeah so but then what happened was like if you watch migrating animals episodes if you watch migrating animals episodes you'll find um you'll find a a much more dynamic version of what i'm attempting to do here and if you watch the wolf episode, you'll you'll see that I kind of went through this whole, I thought this thing out once before. Uh, I'm not rehashing it right now, but I am, um, you could say this, this moment right here is an elegy, an elegy to what I once was. All right, sorry about that. Sorry about that. I'm, I got a little lost. What was I saying? So, yeah, all these dogs are technically the same, the same uh, uh, animal but they're all just different breeds. But at their core, they're the same animal. But, like, the thing about it is all these dogs, would they get along? Probably not. They would not get along because they would each feel uh, a different status depending on what humans they hung out with or what other dogs they hung out with. So it's possible that if you got an Akita, a Nakbash, an Ainu, an Erder Terrier, an Airedale Terrier, an I.D., and an African wild dog, especially with the African wild dog thrown in the mix, you might have all kinds of dogs fighting each other. Or you might have all types of dogs fucking each other. Either way would be really cool to see. Um, but I guess I I th- I guess I am going down this rabbit hole um, because I'm making some type of, anal- of analogy about how Humans also might or might not get along together. Like so much has been made over the last few years, it's it's really become like a big, like a big to do. I would call it. There's been a big to do made about uh, racial differences because people are are actually like a lot like dogs in that we're, there's a bunch of different breeds of humans. They're all different breeds. Um, and even within those breeds, there's, like, different, you know, variations. You'd say that... Some people say that everyone's thumbprint is unique. But um, then they also say that you have, like, at least seven doppelgangers walking around with the same face as you at any given time. Um, and then, you know, we... We come from our families, and we resemble we resemble our families in ways that we don't even realize. We either are a a derivation of or a reaction to our own families, sometimes people who, let's say, they skew in their political beliefs into like a radical uh, a, a radical um aspect. Sometimes they are merely reactions to. Their conservative upbringing, or they are parroting a learned behavior of being radical. Um, It's inescapable because we're um, we're made of the same stuff as our parents and our ancestors, and we come from these long lines of um, breeding that either connect us to uh, a breed of people, or we are hybrids. And even within being a hybrid, like I'm a hybrid. I, my mother's from Honduras and my, my father is a Russian, like a fiddler on the roof tradition, a Ukrainian uh, Jewish, right? And I uh, am a hybrid of those two things. And in my life, I've felt um, a part, uh, like separate, a part of both my heritages because of this hybrid and I think it's like been the most wonderful thing, the most wonderful gift I could have ever been given. Because when you identify with your, with your whatever it is, you can identify with your team, or your group. You can identify with a class or cast, but individually, you are not part of that. And um, any group seeks to like find the lowest common denominator and reduce and find and find uh purity. And so most likely in your heart of hearts you probably don't fit in with whatever you think that you fit in with. Or maybe you do fit in and it, and it has given you comfort. I don't know. Everyone is different or everyone's the same. I can't even tell. I'm not even sure what point I was trying to make. One of the things that I never realize when i go through life is that most people think view the world in their own concretized paradigm and my way of looking at the world is warped into uh my own uh my own way that most of the time i can never get out of but not everyone uh sees things the way i do so it's possible that I'm completely wrong and just like uh and just like um like one of these uh like one of these capybaras that existed during the dinosaurs times I am possibly on my way to being run into extinction. So I'm sorry about that again. I really I cannot help I can't help but turn it negative but um what was I trying to say? Yeah, I was trying to say all these dogs are 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 different dogs but they're all the same. We're all they're all the same in dogdom. And that's why I just want to reiterate that uh dogs get my highest grade. Dogs are I would say not only are dogs the number 1 greatest animal to have ever uh lived. They're not to mention um dog of, I would say that their dog of the month. Dogs of, and and like, I would say that a, uh, dogs are animal of the month and also dogs of the month. So let's just put two up on the board for them dogs of the month. And if you are part of the dog of the month club and want to receive um, a sticker about the dogs of the month club, then you just have to Google, you have to go on to Google and write dog of the month. Dog of the Month. And just put it to return. And you know what? Dog of the Month, it really is a real thing. You know, I just thought of that right now, but Dog of the Month is a real thing. So what what comes up, first thing that comes up of Dog of the Month on, so there's, I guess, a a rapper named Dog of the Month on SoundCloud. So shout out that, Dog of the Month. Um, And then on Instagram, hashtag Dog of the Month. So... That's I'm sure that there are some cute dogs on there. And then also DogDayGetaway.com has the Dog of the Month archives, and they're still doing it. So I I just clicked on it, and yeah, there's some really lovely Dogs of the Month here. Let's say hello to August Dog of the Month from 2021, Pretzel, a gorgeous lab pit, and won the Dog Day Getaway. And uh, who won it for uh, Happy New Year? Jasper. A beautiful Doberman, Dog of the Month here at Dog Day Getaway. So, all right, cool. We got out of that one unscathed. That was a little bit rough. That was a little bit rough, guys. By the way, if you're listening to J-Caps on the J-Caps type of uh, podcast radio, just kind of feeling like we're in full-on free fall, just like I promised, just like the guy from 9-11 jumping out of the window, you are listening to J-Caps, World According to J-Caps. All right, cool. Uh, all right, so... Yeah, I mean, I guess, and then that is the reason why uh, grading animals has gotten a little complicated for me. Because whenever I think about it, I basically reiterate the first forty minutes of the podcast in my head, and I don't know if that's—I don't know if that's uh, called a, a writer's block. I don't know what that is. If I'm—I don't know what that is. I'm going to call it uh, free. I'm just going to call it a type of free fall. So we're hanging in there. We're hanging in there we got the um, worst case scenario we can go back to the beach for a little bit reset you guys can you guys can calm down with me if you're listening to this at home and it got stressful sometimes um, sometimes these podcasts get stressful what do you want you want a podcast where the performer has their shit together and um, riffs through the show with uh, no crashes? Or do you want a real show where the, uh, the performer is is losing their mind and uh, needs to stop a couple times to listen to to go back to the ocean and, and try to reconnect and just be okay that that things are changing and that you know, nothing stays the same, and just, you know, sing a song from 1970s, you know? <sighs> okay, cool. All right, so, where were we? Well, listen, we, uh, we're almost through, we're almost through the episode, and uh, I think that it might be fun, since, oh yeah, by the way, everyone, uh, everyone who has listened this far, please, uh, do you want Grading Animals, or what the fuck, do you want Grading Animals to come back? Yeah, that would be cool. Well, listen, if you want Grading Animals to come back, or do you want me to continue doing this podcast? Thank you so much. That's awesome. I'm so glad. I'm so happy to hear that. Well, um, one way that you could help is you could, set, you could tell somebody about this show. That would be great. Um, or if you want, if you like this, if you think this is a good show and you want one more episode a week, you can join the patreon because i have i make another episode every week free of free of charge but of course you know you have to buy it through patreon to get it but i do make it um and it's is it better than what is it better than these is it worse is it like them is do i do them well the answer is yes to all and i have another free episode every week where i Uh, You know, I, I, I paint myself into a corner and it gets, it's, it's like this. Sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse, but you know what? I, I, I'm committed to it. So if you want to help me out and you uh, have like, you know, some money to kill every month that you figure could, should go to me because I, um, I'm putting myself out here for you, then, you know, for sure, that would be really, that would be really cool. Um, so anyway, that's that's my pitch. You know, I've, I've been told that my pitches for my Patreon are atrocious and that it's never going to work because I'm not framing myself in a way that uh, shows any self-love. But to that, I say, listen, I'm sorry, but I can only be what I am. And we're you know, I'm I'm putting a frame around this car crash, which uh, the car crash actually happened uh, in October. Which If you want to listen to that episode, it is on the Patreon, right? I talk all about my car crash. Um, but speaking of car crashes, let me just let you guys in on a little behind-the-scenes, true-life caps, what's going on with me. Uh, so I, a few—I don't know how much I documented this on the show, but yes, I did get into a car accident in October. And I did come out uh, unscathed, which is like, praise be to Lord, to the Lord— uh, I don't know if the Lord is Yahweh, if it's Hashem, if it's uh, Jesus, if it's uh, uh, the Satan, or if it's—I don't know who it is. But um, the powers that be, the great um, the great animal, the great sun god, decided, saw it fit for when I got T-boned for me not to get paralyzed from the neck down and then really have something to complain about— um, they decided that I could just walk out of that shit unscathed and just have a totaled car. And then I had to go through all this nonsense with insurance, and what ended up happening was, because I was trying to buy my car off of the lease, the car was still owned by the bank. So then the insurance couldn't give me the money back until I got the title changed to the... To the um to my name, so uh, then I tried to get it done through DMV because that's who you have to go. New York State DMV has to do the change, and it took it took a really long time. Um, it really was um pain a painful. They painfully dra- dragged me through the process and uh and uh conceded nothing to me. They really tried to make it as difficult as possible. And I actually found somebody who was very kind at the Department of Motor Vehicles who I pretty much I cried to them. I just cried. I figured I would just use um, all of my abilities at my disposal. I figured what I could do is I would just get emotional and cry because I was having a little bit of a a breakdown because I thought, you know what? Um, Things are not good uh they're they're not as bad as they could have been, like I didn't get killed or paralyzed, but then um you know uh otherwise, like things are financially bad for me. sometimes things like things are financially bad for me, and then um my negative mind uh wants to say that like you know I deserve this, I deserve this um whatever I'm getting because of my hubris of thinking that I could. Uh, be the person that I want to be, but then I think like you know, nothing is nothing comes except through like great suffering, and um, you know, think life is hard, and I think of nature, and I think of all the animals, and how, ev- at every moment, either you're a prey animal like who has to watch their back, uh, in fear of the next turn a predator kill them, or you're a pre- predator. Trying to be apex, but mostly um, getting kicked in the face by the animals that you're trying to kill, and then ultimately starving to death in a blizzard. So this is not this is the way of nature, and I and I think like why should I have it any easier? Um, and that usually that usually is the equivalent of breathing, uh, relaxing, ocean sounds, and and being calm. You know, so. Anyway, long story short, I finally got my title changed from the Department of Motor Vehicles. And I finally sent the title in to GEICO, uh, which is who I have insurance from. And um, I've not uh, gotten the insurance money back, but I did all the things that I was supposed to do to solve that. And so... (sighs) I feel a little bit better because of that. At least one thing. At least I did one thing right. Um, sometimes you guys got to take. You got to take the wins, and um, and accept the losses, and uh, just keep on going. So, you know, sometimes it's not about um, you know, that you know, like you're not gonna win every single game. Here's another little thing speaking of games here's another little um just a little news update from my own life a leisure activity uh resurfaces in Haps's life the game of go the japanese game board game go i started playing go online a lot again i suck okay um so i started playing for leisure, for leisure, I started playing the game Go. Has anybody, does anybody play Go? It's a game that's played with these little black and white uh, circles, and you put them on a board, on the corners of the board. Each circle, when you put a... Okay, so like, let's imagine you have a grid, and you put a, a little circle piece on uh, the grid, right? Right and like, it has to be on the corner of the grid. So if you put a circle on a, on like where the lines cross, then there's l- four lines coming out of the circle, and that means your piece has four liberties. But if you have another piece, then you put it right next to all four corners, you get to kill that piece off the board because you took away all its liberties. And the game of Go is basically you have an empty board, and you're playing against somebody else and you're putting down the little dots and you have to you have to um, get all their liberties and you have to get you have to like make it so that you can't um, so they can't get your liberties. Because if you get enough space on the board, then they can't get you um, because of eyes, because one time you, you got to build two eyes, which are like two little circles, then there's no way for them to get your liberties because you can't go in a spot where have no, with has no liberties. So you're welcome. I just taught you how to play the game of go, but I've been playing that shit a lot on the phone. Um because I don't know, I'm afraid of um you know, like I said, like that song that I mentioned a few times before, everything must change, the young become the old. And and um you know, I'm like a, I'm like I guess like I feel like oh, maybe I should start playing go so that I'm I'm challenging my mind with something very difficult. And uh, that would be good for me. It'd be good for me to, uh, to be challenged with something very difficult. One of my favorite people uh, that I never ever met before, but he was a writer 100 years ago. His name was Rainer Maria Rilke. Um, and he is most famous for these letters that he wrote to... So when he was about 27, he didn't kill himself like like many famous people in the 27 club, but he was 27 and he had like written a few books and was published and he wasn't necessarily famous, but he was like indie famous and a kid who went to his military school started writing him fan letters, like in the Eminem song, Stan. But instead of going crazy because he didn't write him back, Ryan Maria Rilke actually did write him back and they had like this correspondence, which is collected in a book called Letters to a Young Poet. Um, and this book is like one of these books that where basically Rainer Maria Rilke is telling this young buck how to, how, what it's going to be like to be an artist and like all the shit that you gotta, that you should do. He like really, he really is a supportive friend to this person. Um, and even a hundred years later, when I was reading it in two thousand and four, when it was written, like nineteen oh three, these letters. It was, I read them a hundred years later, and they were really powerful to me. And one of the things Rainer Maria Rilke says is that, like, um, you will get defeated by greater and greater things, and that is like kind of the beauty, the beautiful thing of of um, of life of. To like, to like, get defeated by greater and greater, like, greater and greater difficulties. Um, and I think, like, I don't know why it seems cool to me, but I think it's like, um, because you're like ready for, you're ready for like a new experience to change you. Um, I don't know if that's the same thing as like, uh, getting my ass kicked by a computer in the, in the game of Go, but, um, I think that like I just wanted something where like I wasn't good at it and I wanted to like fail at it so that in a way that's not like um totally detrimental to my um to my ego. You know, where I can learn because in failure there's like learning and there's growth, I think. So um All right, I mean I hope so. I hope that so anyway, I've been playing if you guys play if you guys are interested in go or if you want to play go or if you thought that was interesting listen at the end of the day I really don't know if this was a good podcast or not I feel like we just I kind of meandered through um I gave it my my best shot you know um come time for you know Monday and I have to record a podcast for Tuesday whether I like it or not um I'm committed to this, and that's what it's going to be. Uh, I hope that this was. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed spending time. You know what? What can one do but just, um, but just like, go go forth and and um, and live or die. You know. Anyway, thanks for hanging. Uh, it has been a real pleasure. And I'll see you guys soon. By the way, if, you, uh, if you've if you listened to this far, definitely send a suggestion. Send a suggestion to... Uh, at Grading Animals. You can DM, and you can suggest a topic for me to talk about on the show. Uh, having topics to talk about on the show really makes it a lot more interactive and uh, will stave off this horror of just feeling that I have to, like, um, turn the engine on with no gasoline in it and then just burn out in the middle of the podcast so once again thanks so much this has been the world according to jcaps and see you later